when you have a company who's aware of how valuable design can be to even the way that the company runs, you are just building more and more chances for success. And so I, I believe, and I, you know, obviously I'm very hopeful that that proves out to be true. Date July 2015, episode 131 with Josh Brewer, co-creator of 52 Weeks of UX and former principal designer at Twitter. Josh talks about his work at Designer Fund, the influence of design in startups slash companies, and also about how design can possibly shape the chances for being successful as a business. This episode is sponsored by the lovely people at Media Temple and Cold School. What is Designer Fund and what are your responsibilities there? So uh, the Designer Fund is a actual fund uh, with a mission to invest in designer-founded and uh, design-focused companies uh, at an early, early stage. The Designer Fund runs a program called Bridge, which is kind of like a uh, designer-in-residence type of a program at some of the bigger and kind of more established startups in San Francisco. The idea there is obviously like if you place great designers in companies that value design, those products will become more valuable over time. Um, it may even lead to investments as well on the investing side. If you invest in comp- into designer-founded or co-founded companies, their belief at the Designer Fund is that you know those companies have a better chance of success. And over the last say eight or so years, there's been a ton of data that started to support this hypothesis. Um, Enrique and Ben run the the fund, and they are just absolutely fantastic people, super, super focused on community and on uh, making sure that design really has a voice in the companies that they invest in. And uh, my role's there. I'm uh, an advisor to the fund and a mentor to some of the folks that go through the bridge program. So I, I'm, I don't have day-to-day duties there. Um, I'm just one of kind of the mentors and advisors to Designer Fund. What makes Designer Fund special and what made you choose to work with them? What makes them special is absolutely Enrique and Ben. And all of the people that they've attracted, both the employees that work there with them, as well as other mentors and advisors and folks who just kind of are around and a part of the designer fund community. Uh, like I said, they really, really believe in community, believe in the, the power of uh, design to shape the world in a positive way. And those are things that I, those values uh, always resonated with me from the very first moment I met Enrique. And so it was really easy for me to get involved and want to stay involved over time because I believe in their mission. It aligns with the way I I see the world and and what I think is possible for us to do as far as uh, having influence and shaping the way that, you know, both technology and politics and like all the different areas that are touched by technology at this point, we have uh, an ability to shape it and to really make it better. And that philosophy resonated so, so strongly with me. So it's, it's, uh, it's those two guys, if I had to say anything. And what can you tell us about your work as a mentor and advisor for startups? How does this work exactly? And what are the specifics of doing that? Well, that's a, it kind of depends. It's a case-by-case basis. Uh, mentoring a designer fund could be anything from grabbing coffee with someone and talking with them about something that they're currently experiencing with their team or their company. From an advisor standpoint, I more of my advisorship has been working with either a CEO or a founder in in 
creating a culture that is design friendly, at least, if not design centered. A lot of the folks that I talk to, they absolutely understand the value of design, but may not have the background to know how to really talk about it or how to attract the right talent and kind of like creating the right culture for designers is critical, um, especially at an early, early stage. And so I talk a lot about my experiences at a number of the startups I've been at and kind of encourage them and and direct them as well as connect them with uh, folks that I think might be a great fit for them. Hey, Between Screen listeners, this is John Friscus from Code School here to say hello. If you're not familiar with us, Code School is an online learning destination for existing and aspiring developers that teaches through entertaining content. With experienced instructors and high-quality courses, over a million people have trusted Code School to teach the most popular development languages by turning learning into a game-like experience. So check us out at codeschool.com and start learning by doing. For years, Mintetempo Script Service has been the web hosting choice of more designers, developers, and creative professionals than any other platform. A single grid account can host anything from your portfolio site to 100 different client projects, and the grid is ready for anything. Hundreds of servers work together in the cloud to keep your sites online, even if you suddenly hit the front page of Reddit. Also check out their new WordPress hosting product, as well as their launching of Google Apps for Work. Virtual private server solutions are also available with their DV and DB developer hosting plans. You can use the promo code SCREEN25 for 25% off web hosting. Go to mediatemple.net and enter your promo code upon sign-up. Thanks for listening. How would you describe the influence of design in the success of startups over the last, I don't know, 15 years? It's huge. And um, actually, John Maida, who was the president at RISD and is now a partner over at Kleiner Perkins, just released a big report talking about this. And they have a, a ton of the data to back it up as well. But the, the centrality of design in some of the largest companies in the world has become unmistakable. And it's being talked about a lot more. And I think people are starting to acknowledge it. You have Apple. And they, you know, for all intents and purposes, one of the largest, most successful companies in the entire world. And their founder, Steve Jobs, was deeply appreciative of design. And his partner in crime was Johnny Ives. It was a designer. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate to hear a few stories here and there. And, you know, and, and like the idea that an executive of a company of that size and scale would go and spend time, like good amounts of time with Johnny and his team talking through the nuances and the, the intricate details of some of the things that they were building and the, the experiences they were crafting, it shows that there's definitely a, a connection there. And so you're, I, I believe you will see more and more companies with designers in executive levels. You'll see more companies founded or co-founded by designers. And my hope is that it doesn't go to the designer's head. You know, as, a, as an industry, I think we've fought for so long to have a seat at the table that like, we have to be very, very aware that we aren't the knight in shining armor. We aren't the, you know, the cavalry coming over the hill, and we don't have all the answers. But when you have a company who's aware of how valuable design can be to even the way that the company runs, you are just building more and more chances for success. And so I, I believe and I, you know, obviously I'm very hopeful that that proves out to be true. And from the perspective of startups and your experience, 
are great designers even harder to get than great developers these days? They're probably sometimes yes. Um, I'd say it's it can be equally as difficult, but um, there are cases where yeah, like. A uh, startup will be able to hire their first couple engineers, but they will spend months and months and months and months just trying to find the first designer. And what can companies do to increase their chances to attract great talent? Build good products. <laughs> um, no, I mean, a lot of it comes down to, you know, what what are you building? If it's something trivial, I think great designers are less interested in trivial, even if you're throwing a ton of money at them. Because at the end of the day, there's a lot more intrinsic motivation that comes in, in, I think, what we do. You know, opportunity for ownership in the company, the actual tangible ability to affect product decisions and direction of the company and the products are also really important. Great designers that I know are going to steer clear of companies that, you know, they're being dictated to instead of being a partner with. Isn't it weird that not more companies have taken like the Steve Jobs and Johnny Ive example to heart? Like Johnny Ive was definitely in the driving seat with Steve Jobs, right? Yep. Isn't it interesting that not more companies take that as an example of how to build a company? Well, I think I, I, it is interesting. And I think the bigger reason is that there's a lot of successful companies that have terrible design. And they've succeeded despite having bad design and, and a product that's confusing. Um, and a lot of that comes down to like, you know, you got really, really good salesmen and really, really good marketers. You can, you can get a long way. I mean, a really long way with a mediocre product. And so, you know, there is a, a counter argument to the fact that like, well, just because Apple has a designer, at, you know, up near the top does not mean that every company needs one. Um, and, you know, it's a valuable argument. And what can we do as a community to increase the number of skilled designers and also developers? Uh, I think that has to come down to, uh, like most of the colleges, at least here in America, do a very poor job of preparing a designer to enter the workforce. Uh, most of the courses that they're taking are very out of date. And even the types of things that they're Uh, being taught are out of date, and partly because the industry just moves at such an unbelievably sharp clip. So I think like changes at the educational level are important. I think more kind of like finishing schools and apprenticeship programs, I think probably could actually be a really interesting way to go about this. Um, and I do know a handful of colleges as well as companies that are getting in and attempting to tackle this, but um, you know, I'm a strong advocate that the best way to learn how to do what we do is to get thrown into it. I always encourage uh, young designers to spend at least a couple of years getting the fundamentals under their belt. Really, you know, like even if you just did your undergraduate work and spent two years or three years really, really learning the basics and the foundations of graphic design, and then you go throw yourself into a company, that's going to be the fastest way to get yourself on a, a good career trajectory uh, in this industry specifically because things move so fast. And at least in my experience, every company I was at, I definitely like, I ended up taking on things that I was, that were beyond me and I had to grow into them and I had to learn how to work with other people to fill in the gaps where I, I didn't have the knowledge or the experience. And I just, I have always felt that that's kind of one of the better ways to learn and to grow. 